but nature strip. He's a force of nature today. That's his fourth half length in front. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying. Yes, there's history. But this is a blitz. It's a weak blitz. Two in a row, and she joins the all-time greats of the turf. Winks has won. Mugs, how are we here? Back for another week. The second week of the carnival this week. I'm here with Moz and the big man Lloydy. Fellas, how are you? Mate, uh, going well in lockdown, but thankfully uh, Sportsbet have provided the warmth with my jacket. Um, but it just means there's plenty of racing to watch. And Lloydy, I'll pass on to you, mate, because I know that you're one that gets down to the track at 2am with the binoculars and looking out. Yeah. How have uh, you found being at home this week? Yeah, mate, um, not too bad, obviously. A couple of races around Queensland. I think we've been every day this week. Uh, so that's been good. Keeps a little bit sane, but uh, looking forward to the weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's it's not a bad little card, of course. We uh, we got to go out there for a couple of hours, nonetheless, last week. Um, but we're back at Doombin. So finally, we could have some actual form and data to go off with what we read out on paper this week and not rail out 55 eaters and they come from the inside, the outside, backwards. What do you reckon, Bean? Is it a good card to get stuck into this week? Um, I think there's a there's a few short price favourites that I think uh, should be pretty hard to hold out, particularly in the first couple of races, I think. But, um, yeah, hoping it plays fair. I think we've got the rail and the true. Uh, it's always a soft five. I don't know. The, the track never seems to be a good four ever, even though it's, yeah, it must be the middle of summer or something. We need to see a good four Doombin or just cut the sprinklers, I think, perhaps. So, yeah, I think it should play pretty fairly, to be to be honest. Yeah, well, look, boys, we'll get stuck in. We'll uh, we'll have a look at a bit of last week's recap. And, um, look, a couple of winners, which was good. We started the day hot, and then it was the lockdown. That's what I'm blaming it on, mate. Just throws the, <laughs> the uh, everything up in the air, but... Triple Ace, Beans Banger, that one, that got home, didn't it? Yep. Yep, just. <laughs> um, yep. Champagne Artie and Tilted Tycoon, Lloydy. I know you were a little bit after, so. Yeah. It was a little bit ugly, wasn't it? The old uh, the Tycoon, I think she, um, well, he dropped out and I think he might have finished last in the end. I don't know, yeah, don't know what happened. We'll, we'll, we'll blame Eagle Farm. Dig the yeah. join up. Mm. I'm I'm more than happy to uh, blame Eagle Farm, mate, because I somehow keep tipping Ditmus and uh, Bellissimi Amici. So I need to uh, I need to find something to absolutely yeah. get me out of the hole. But but lads, this week big week. We'll get into Doom in a minute, but we've got our sports bet tipping comp that uh, is absolutely going bonkers. So Mugs, if you're listening to this or you're watching us there, we'll try to jazz up this for you, you YouTube screens. Be sure to enter. Um, you should be able to find the links all over our socials. It's free, heap of fun. Um, if you if you don't have a sports bet account, you can sign up to take part. And of course, the uh, team will look after you. We're not the team. We don't look after you at all. But uh, <laughs> they might be a little bit better at doing that. So race one, lads. Um, we're going to kick off at eleven twenty three. So we're going to be at home. We're going to be bloody watching every single minute of every single race that goes around. 13.50 for the newly turned three-year-olds. Uh, rails back in the true. As you said, Ben, it looks look good. Good borderline soft if you want to play fancy, but we don't really do that. Um, is it a matter of just chuck the snitchel in the oven and wait till it's done and go find your bookie, Lloydy? I think so, mate. Won't be able to obviously get a pub feed at the pub, but uh, I think the, the snitchel still a nice way to start off the morning on Saturday. Uh I just drawn beautifully in barrier three. They'd jump lead and win. Yep, certainty. Yep. Yeah, 
Yeah, look, can't add too much more no. to that. Maybe <laughs> a, a bit of cheese on top, make that one a palmy. But uh, that's half the fun that we do this for. Uh, well, look, we won't bore you, Mugs, because it's as simple as that. And and going on to race two, I mean, we're going to have to be pretty silly here to tip against London Banker. Um, it goes around at the shorts there, the dollar ninety five. I think being out at last week, if they're backing up after a week, they're doing it because the confidence is sky high. It's the first attempt at Doombin, though. So, look, I know coming off Eagle Farm is one of those tracks that a lot of horses don't handle it, but a lot of horses don't handle Doombin as well. Bean, are we banking again on the banker? Yeah, I, I think you pretty much have to, mate. Um, comes off a pretty good win last start. Um, before that, it went down. Like we said, it was beaten by the handicapper, basically. Um, barrier five, almond sticks, slight drop in weight because it's up in grade. But, um, yeah, I have to be with it again. I, I'm not tipping against it. I think I think if you're handling Eagle Farm, you're probably handling Doombin as well. And I don't think where he sits in the runs too much of a query either. He's sort of always midfield or better. So he's not. He's never he's never Stone Mother's last, like a Chautauqua or something like that. So... Happy to be with again, Lloydy. Yeah, exactly, exactly right, mate. Yeah, he um, yeah, can't really add too much more onto that. Uh, the twenty two hundred at at his right trip now. Um, yeah. Jimmy Orman, he he's flying. He's you know kicked off the season with five winners, uh, five winners from eleven rides in just two meetings. So uh, <laughs> a couple of nice rides at Ipswich today, and he's got two odds on pops to start the uh, the day on Saturday. Obviously the. The shorts with the two of them there on Saturday, you know, might not be too keen to play at home. But if I can tip you into anything, and I, James Orman's eight dollars to win the Queensland Metro Premiership this season. He, um, the way he started the season, if he can hold that form, that might be worth having a little spec just on the, uh, you know, before the first Saturday of the the new season. Well, we we're giving out jockey premiership <laughs> tips now on this show as well. I'm sure you can find that market on Sportsbet. Um, well, look. <laughs> Well, he saluted for uh, for Mr. CJ Waller there. What was it? Wednesday, he wrote a double mm. as well. So, yeah. some big opportunities. I think uh, big bad Lukey Dittman's just having a bit too much fun on holiday up there. Mightn't be able to come back. Yeah, but that's all right. Um, yeah, look, London Banker on top for me as well. Looks a, a pretty easy start to the day. Um, I guess you've got the uh, the other major sponsor of the show there, Mr. Golan with Tavion Prince, but just seems to do the best work on that sort of, you know, uh, soft to heavy sort of range so it's probably one that it's been up for a while could shake the feathers but we've got a couple of uh, smart heads on board um, now boys before we get on to race three where we've had some breaking news just come through the last 20 minutes which will lead into our next sort of segue chat but big bad Billy Healy from the sunny coast seems like a good lad um, the blood alligator blood sticking local uh, looks to be on a bit of a Cox Plate class. You always think that the blood can sort of get back to that level in the spring? His, uh, his work the other day between races at the Sunny Coast suggested so, mate. He um, it, it was really good. Um, Jimmy Orman rode that, that day too. So hopefully, I think he'll be trying to keep a few rides up in Brisbane um, for there. But yeah, Alligator Blood, mate, he, if he can get back to his best, he'll be a Cox Plate chance. Jeez, not a bad spruik. Well, the bean... What I'll do, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you cut deep into the next Queensland champion, uh, Rothfire. Who, if you thought Alligator Blood was impressive at track work, mate, I can I can feel your juices from here, Bean Dog. What did you think? Yeah, he was um, he was super impressive. Like I, I actually am in disbelief the way he's come back. To be fair, I thought um, with things like that. I mean, I'm not I'm not a super horseman or anything like that. But with any sort of sort of key injuries like that, they just don't bounce back. And he looked. 
as good as they've ever seen him kind of thing. So it'd be interesting to see Bobby Heathcote's thoughts. But I think, um, yeah, he's a, unless Classique legend jumps out of the ground in the Everest this year, I think he'll um, he'll run top two. But does, does Alligator Blood just quickly, do you reckon it runs the, does it, does it run the trip for the Cox Plate? Like, strong it just looked a couple of those mile races like if it's leading and tries to run it like that i just don't know if it gets the 2040 i reckon the around mooney valley is a bit of a different uh race shape as well you know like if you it's that bit you know high pressure which if he if he can run out the 2000 meters which i think he should he's by all too hard but um yeah it's it's an interesting one because that that running the all-star mile he kind of shit the bed laid and yeah. We haven't we haven't really seen him at his best best since, so it'll be, this prep will um, say a lot, I think. There's no there's no big English horses that are going to lead off around the corner like the cleaner and take him on as well. So he's probably he's he's probably got exactly. that as a um as a bit of a bonus, I guess. Yeah. Well, and even on that, I mean, even that All Star Mile campaign, you know, it's never an afterthought with that money. But the Caulfield Guineas was the target, um, which was the week before. Obviously, you're going to back up for a bit of a cash grab, and then realistically, you got what bog tracks in Sydney with that, you know, Golden Eagle sort of campaign which just derailed him. So it's probably more he just hasn't had a chance to to push beyond the mile yet. And if yeah. you miss a whole racing season as a what four year old, that's that's probably where you get that tester, don't you? Yeah. All right. Well there's no alligator blood in race three, but we do have a uh, a lovely field of the class three horses going around, set weights, sprint conditions, thanks to our friends at Cascade who are, are gonna send up a carton for the mugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, Tremonto's back first up, and I'm surprised it's come up as favourite here because, you know, it hasn't won for – well, it's, it's had a win last prep, but, you know, you've got horses, I guess, Contemptuous is in the same boat there, second line of betting, leadership spill with the Freedmans now. So I remember that went through the sales. I think we had a bit of a look, but we definitely can't afford a horse like that. Um, and Aviemore. $8.50 for Aviemore. I think maybe Bean, you and myself were on Aviemore their last start and just didn't fire a shot. Is uh, it in the forgive file or have we got something to look forward to later in the show with the uh, C segment? Uh, uh, it's probably in the forgive file. I'll tell you what's not in the forgive file and that's Spirit House. If that cat wins on Saturday, I'll cut my left foot off. That's just that <laughs> if it comes out and wins. I'm actually with the favourite here, to be honest, in Tremonto. I think, um, I mean, it's not one at Doom, but it's 0 for 5. That's oh, that's the obvious query. People are going to be against it there, I think, at the price potentially. But seconds to mass destruction, a listed race, um, goes down to Kisakano before that. Um, seconds to Marbusha, which, which in the sort of leading into the carnival here was pretty good form. And I think distance is a bit of a key. And if we do get that soft track, it's sort of another... Another bit of a tick. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad about the three dollars, but um, some of these, like it's dead set. I mean, sh- apart from Shanjomi, which is a winner, the rest is sort of, I don't know. I think it's sort of you just land on it by virtue of what else it's up against. Lodi, mm. what are your thoughts, mate? Mate, um, first gift of the weekend from Sportsbet, I think. Here, um, they've got the prices wrong in my, in my humble, I think contemptuous. Four dollars twenty is the the best of the afternoon. Um, seven starts, three wins, and three minor placings. Last start kicked off its campaign with a two and a half length win at the Sunshine Coast, and then came to town, struck a heavy eight track at this track and trip, ran third behind Amishi Amishi, uh, smart mare of Van Dykes, and beat home the move. The next start at the eleven hundred at Doomben, third behind We Own a Smart One, Doctor Why Not ran second. He ran third and the move fourth. I think those four horses all went on and won its next start. Um, he then won at Ipswich, beat Loretti Rosa. So, yeah. 
how good that how good that form is. I'm not entirely sure, but we'll find out Saturday night. But um, yeah, from Barry Four, I just think Contemptuous gets gets the run of the race. Bailey Notiff on. 420. Thank you very much. Go find your bookie. Yeah, well, Lloydy, I'm getting in line with the bookies here because I'm with you here. Um, yep. I think he's uh, I think he's a pretty smart horse, this one. Could have easily made it four from four last prep, but as you said, I think we'll be talking about Amici and um, we own a smart one for a few years to come yet with the good horses. Just think he can lead. Bailey listens to the show. He's one of our biggest fans, so he'll do it after listening to our Spreaky now. Um and just think he's just going to fly first up and hopefully put together a bit of a decent prep. Um, I guess that's it. It was sort of hard to maybe place him last prep, but now that, you know, the racing calendar sort of opened up again, you know, before mm. the winter carnival, um, you can probably go, well, we can put a picket fence together here for contemptuous. That's it. For those that want a bit of value, that family starts um, trained up at North Queensland previously. Now with Lindsay Goff, um, it goes pretty good too. It's won, won a few races, but I just think it you know, probably needs to run first up, but certainly one to follow going forward. Yeah, well, look, two from two on a soft as well, which you probably don't get a lot of soft tracks up there at Townsville. So mm. good notes. Good notes. We're all about yep. getting notes here, mate. Uh, look, boys, we'll move on because this next field's not a bad little field. Um, you got Zanepa, about $2.70 at our good friends there at uh, Sportsbet. Last start behind Magic Conqueror, who was an absolute blowout chance. And I think this week meets Conqueror a little bit better there at the weights. Um, but Magic Conqueror went pillar to post last week. And from barrier one, can probably try and get a similar run. Uh, Lloydie, is it down to that Quinella that uh, jagged last week? Or is there something a little bit left field that we're liking here? Mate, uh, not so much left field. It's probably, it's probably the second favourite, to be honest. But fighting commando... Um, horses flying this prep won two of its last three uh, the Sunshine Coast drawn barrier five Minonette Kennedy on board she, um, she she's actually she's pretty good young jock really she she can really rate them out in front she takes the three kilos off and I just think from barrier five she's going to be up there on the speed already been some really solid money 750 into 450 which is a bit of a shame I didn't get any of it but uh, I just think if it can bring that that last start win, you know, a three and a half length win at over Skyconic, the Sunny Coast. I think it can be in the finish. Sabine, what is a snipping? Yeah, I mean, you made the comment earlier. Um, Zanefa, which I've been a bit of a fan of, but God, it's a, it's definitely cash as checks, but it does not win. <laughs> it's yeah. something, it's that's something it just can't do. Um, and so obviously, Magic Conqueror gives Zanefa weight. I just thought Magic Conqueror was, um, there's no real reason to jump off, I don't think, to be honest, if you were on last start. Um, it's three for eight this trip. It draws pretty well in one to if it's not leading and you've got fighting commando and stuff like that, take it up. Cassidy can just sit in behind them, which I think railing the truest where you're going to want to be. I think you you want to be on the post and just hop, hope you can, you know, slot the rails run or just pop off their backs around the corner. And at 7.50, I'm happy to be on again. Or happy to be on this time, I think. I just, yeah, I, I can't go Zinefer again. That horse is, um, it's killing me. $2.00. Well, when you're looking at uh, what five seconds and a a third from nine starts there, um, let's leave the mayor in the not this week basket. Yeah, look, I'm on I'm on the irons here for uh for one of our big favorites of the show there, Shezza Tomlinson takes the claim there. And look, he's the apprentice that I'll back in. A lot of them I don't really like, even though I uh seem to back apprentices every week and get zero results. 
but it's sort of one of those horses that's always thereabouts. Um, we'll go through a couple of form analyses here. I mean, last start, a couple of lengths behind Champagne Artie, who I think is a pretty above average sort of T-bar horse. But I remember a couple of starts ago, it was absolutely flying home um, through a couple of horses. You've got Smart Meteor, Tears of Love, London Banker and Elo, which I believe all four of them have sort of won since that start. So $13, there's been a bit of cash already. It's going to be flying home late. That's going to be the question on the day, whether they're doing that. It's a, a rock hard rail in the true doom and track. Um, and speaking of tracks, mate, when you have had enough of doom and on the track, you jump in the sea, and that leaves us the beans get in the sea. <laughs> Margs, we are back. We're back for week two of Beans in the Sea. And this is um this is one of my personal favorites for Beans in the Sea. Um as the 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 huge supporters of the show be aware, Mozza and I and now Lloyd, you're all big fans of the um the Chris Waller middle distance handicaps. <laughs> and while they are littered with Waller runners week to week. Um, there's a seven-year-old gelding from the Jason Edwards stable that I tell you what, if it doesn't race almost every week, it's, it goes pretty close. And that is Sir Barnabas. Now the 51 start, (laughs) the 51 start seven-year-olds last win, I'd had nine wins all up. So it's, it's cost the punters a little bit there. It's last win was August, 2020. But it's had seven runs in the top four from its last 14 starts. So it's 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 just sucking you in week to week. Oh, look, it's it's flashing home late. I'll go again, and then it's the best fourth you've ever seen again. It's a dead set certain starter in these Waller Middle Distance handicaps. If you haven't been sucked in at least once in your Eagle Farm or Doombin punting career, you can't call yourself a mug punter. The horse is a gronk, and it is in the sea, my good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think I can argue with that whatsoever because that's why we're mug punters, mate. I've been sucked in quite a few times. Yep. (laughs) All right. Lighten the mood time, boys. Lighten the mood time. Race five, before we get stuck into the quaddy, we're back at the mile, BM72 conditions. So we've got those Mm. horses that hopefully are making their way up through their grades and look, this is not a bad little field. You've got uh, the favourite there of Wham from the Hatch Yard. Um, Jaden Lloyd, who did a great job last week there in Alpine Edge. Was that the week before? Can't remember. Oh, oh, last week. Last yep, week. here we go. Oh, we didn't even give Alpine Edge a, a bit of a No, mate, I've even written it down in the notes, but that, uh, <laughs> All right, that. well... Let me, uh, let me finish the field and you can segue Wham into Jaden Lloyd into your successes last week with Alpine Edge there, Lloydie. But yep. Wham on top, uh, $3.70. You got Adelaide, who's getting a little bit of that, well, put it together last start, but was a little bit one of those horses. Mate on returns first up, who's got some pretty good form lines last prep, did a fair bit. Um, and you've even got the Mugs trainer, Will and Peter Holbert there with Rebel Rock. It's good to see Rebel Rock back at the track. Uh, I think you pulled up a little bit sore there from Eagle Farm. So Dooman's going to be a, a great... Well, that's it, mate. Obviously, um, yeah, Jaden Lloyd on the favourite. He um, started last weekend uh, and it was a great ride. And I tell you, if if he uh, didn't win ride of the day for it, and it pains me to say it, but one person that might have won ride of the day was Leah Kilner on Rockamore and Emerald Kingdom. She rode the double. And I'm going to go with a good friend 
uh, here on Brilliant Concept. She partners up with Robbie Heathcote again. Uh, I really don't know why, but drawn drawn out a bit, but she takes a three off. And I just think up to the mile now, it's where, you know, she's, it, this horse has won three from eight at the miles. Uh, form's been bad, but being back to the trials wasn't too bad. And now it's here, so certainly won't be betting with confidence, but if she can ride it like Emerald Kingdom and Rockamore, it can be in a finish. Uh, I think your minute's up there, mate. Um, your, your Zoom was sort of a little bit wary there too. I was really hoping it cut out, but anyway, we well, got it on board. Yeah. Um, well, Bean, if yeah. you look down where Aliyah Kilner is, you'll see Blacklog. Um, what can you say, mate? Is, is the, the C segment going to be a curse of things to come? Surely you've found something a bit better. Yeah, I found something a bit better, but I'm concerned that I'm gonna that, that there'll be a bit of hate mail coming back if if Blacklog wins this week and then Sir Barnabas comes out and wins next week. But anyway, I'll just have to um take it on the chin. Now I'm with Alderman here. Um, it's speaking of um things that could end up in the sea. <laughs> it, it'll go pretty close <laughs> next week if it doesn't win here. To be honest, um, it picks up a kilo on last start. It'll just go forward from its racing pattern, drawn in barrier three. Um, it'll lead off with sort of deadly sins. That's how I kind of see him in the run. Hopefully it can take the rail position. And if they control it out in front, I just think um, depending on how the track's playing, if they can sort of, you know, slow the tempo down enough and then ping away on the corner, it might be, you know, able to get home. $8 is value. This race is super open though. Like I found it pretty hard to put one on top, to be honest. It's pretty competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. 100 percent and even wham like wham's yeah. a, I think a former victorian sort of up here for its first prep so they're always yeah. you know wait and see how it sort of goes before you you put your heart earned on um i'm sticking with the the mugs trainer mate i've got the holbert train rebel rock on board and good luck to the uh to will and the connections there good friends of the mugs um but just like i was on last start and he absolutely peeled out at eagle farm there looking like he was going to to put them to the sword um and just and i think mccovey cove run that race who's not a bad little uh horse in its own right but just came out of that with excuses so i think if the ground stays that little bit softer um back to Dooman, i think hopefully the horses come back well in 13 each ways thank you very very much yeah. um onwards and upwards boys because now we get to the phillies and that's what we're here for mate the phillies are man's 1200 meters uh and again a nice little race here um and we've got well it's a marketing race of the, too, race of the thanks day. to our good friends at Sportsbet, where you've got this yeah 100 we got distal one which is um Look, I guess an up-and-comer there from T-Bar Way for the Sears Yard. you got jockey of the moment, Leah Kilner, on board. But when we're talking about low-key bloody flying, there's a man named Michael Costa. And I think he's got a pretty smart one here. She can sing. And I know, Lloydie, you are an absolute Costa fanboy. So I'm just going to hand over to you, mate, and you just just fill us up with some music. There. Yeah, mate. Well, look, I, I, haven't, I haven't tipped She Can Sing, surprisingly. She probably comes and wins, but... Um, he certainly he certainly is flying. He finished off with the uh, the top win strike rate in the country last season, and I think in the top fifty trainers overall. He's got Willow Tito in the uh, Coffs Harbour Cup this afternoon, and he also takes FIBA Tour to Sydney for the first Group Two of the uh, the Carnival, uh, the Spring Carnival, I guess, not far away. So 
Look, uh, he's a little bit confident about Fibatos' chances. So, Muggs, if you if you want to have a bet out in Sydney, down in Sydney this week, have a listen to what uh, Mickey C's got to say. That was a ripper for you. Yeah, it's good. Last year, last year was good as well. Um, I just think because we had more runners again, that probably got a bit more, a bit more of a ripple effect, I guess. But um, uh, finishing the top fifty trainers in the country and the best winning strike rate, um, it's it's pretty big with um, you know our sort of buying power to do that. So it's uh, it's good, and I look forward to the next season as well. Definitely, mate. You finished it off really strong. Um, one horse that we saw sort of come to the fore with a nice win first up at Doom and then narrow second in the Ramorne was Fibator and in in the group yep. two missile stakes on Saturday. Have to be going in pretty confident with that. Yeah, he's well. He's in the Ramorne. He was the horse that, you know, we'd placed him um, nice. He didn't win the Magic Millions Rising Star, but he was coming up against some tried and true horses in that Ramorne and he, and he really did show up and show he was up to that level. But I know it's only a small field in the missile, but he has to, um, he definitely has to step up again and we don't have a home track advantage. We've, we've got to get on the road and do, do the travel and also got the logistics of, of COVID of not being able to send staff down as well. So look, everything is against us, but um, He's had, a, he's had a really good week and sensational course proper gallop on Saturday. So we'll, uh, we'll have a throw at the stumps. That's it, mate. Mad not to obviously had a bit of success uh, down in Sydney at the end yeah, of last season. Mas- uh, missions have been really good to date, but... Um, We've been, uh, yeah, we've been, we placed them well down there, but yeah, this is a, this is another level again. But they have, uh, we've, we've do have a good success strike rate of, of heading down there as well. That's it, mate. Barrier two, Tommy Barry on board. Have you got much of a plan there? Like, there's probably not a great deal of speed on paper with Faseka on John the um, Marble and Riadini in the middle of the field, but probably be able to sit, settle in the first half there. Yeah, you'd think so, um, especially the way that uh, Fazeka being first up and a few other things that I've, I have learned not to, uh, you know, sometimes these small fields, uh, you'd think maybe on paper there's not a lot of speed and it can be a completely different dynamic once the gates open. So my instructions are Tommy just going to be begin well and then uh, just have him in his rhythm as, as soon as he can get him. But I was, uh, before acceptance, was hoping we'd draw barrier two and uh, that's, that's that's what we've got. So we'll just have to have to leave it up to Tommy to make the decision once, uh, once the gates open. That's it, mate. Another one you've had a bit of success with recently is very consistent Mayor Willow Tiddo. She lines up in the Coffs Harbour Cup on Thursday. Uh, how's she going? Yeah, she's really well, and she's a mayor which is pretty much never spelled, but, you know, a year ago she was running around when we first got her as a tried horse. The owner said, just see if you can win a benchmark 58, and she's just... Um, just continues to come on in, in leaps and bounds and she's she's tough as old boots and her win uh, last Saturday there at Doombin was extremely good and a career peak for her. It did, did really work out for her in, in the run, um, probably a little bit more tricky from, from this gate at Coffs Harbour. Um, I haven't had the greatest success at Coffs Harbour, um, so we're just hoping that because she's a bit tough, she can she can handle the um, handle that track. And um, yeah, it's not an easy race, but um, I'd say she's within the um, within the uh, sort of top sort of twenty percentile of it. Yeah, definitely, mate. She's one you've sort of had you've sent down south to Sydney a couple of times before, and you know contested some nice listed and group races. Is she one that potentially will join the likes of Fever Tour down in Sydney for the spring and maybe try and knock off a, a mare's race down there? Yeah, we just ideally she's won eight races now, so she's 
she's done a done a great effort. It's just been unfortunate she hasn't picked up black type because every time she's been in the black type race, she's just drawn the car park and just never had a good running running transit. So the ultimate goal is just pick up black type anywhere. Yep. Um, so where the calendar sort of um, lies, I'm not too too sure yet. We've, and we also have to make a decision whether she uh, whether this is her season, then she goes off and becomes a broodmare or not. So we've got to uh, we've just got to see how she runs on Thursday. We'll make a decision on what way she's going to go from there. Beautiful, mate. Um, just finally, how how long have you been uh, training for now? You obviously started out doing a bit of steward work, and now you're um, training. So how long has that been? Just for oh, reference. That's a good Good question. Uh, I've been in Queensland since November 16. Yep. And I think I had about four or five years before that at, at Warwick Farm. So I'd have to look at that first season, season date. So uh, first couple of years, very slow. I bought only had one horse pretty much for my first season, two or three for the second one. So uh, definitely a, a slow grind, but um, uh, starting to develop some momentum now. That's it, mate. Well, thanks very much for the call back, Michael. Really appreciate that. And uh, best of luck what tomorrow and Saturday. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Thanks for thinking of me. No worries. Thanks very much. See you, mate. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Absolutely majestic there, Lloydie, as always. Um, I think the big question that everyone just got answered was how to pronounce the name. So Fibator is what we're going with. <laughs> I think it's a chance. What do you reckon, Lloydie? Yeah, I think so. It's drawn, drawn really well. Um, should uh, apparently work really well, as you would have heard just there. So, he, um, yeah, he'll, he'll be there with every chance. The format of the Ramon is good. Uh, hard to beat, but, yeah, she can sing. He didn't give me much on it, uh, so we'll see how she returns. But she is smart. One man that I do think might even be smarter is uh, Toby and Trent Edmonds of the Pines. She's a, she's a winning machine. She came back and won really nicely, you know, one run last prep, and she's been back to the trials since then. So be good to see her back at the track. Ben? Yeah, mate. I, I, you, I'm gonna. This perfect segue for me, mate. The Pines is um, it's just a super fresh horse. Um, this race has just got me. You know, it's it's got it's got more speed than your local drug dealer. It's out of control. They're gonna be leading about 18 wide around the corner with distant one. She can sing. No, I don't even need to mention the rest. Front money, Mary Valley, Jinx and Drinks. You know, they, they basically all go forward. Um, the Pines will be in behind and Robbie Frad first up. Um, splits the field and wins 650 is absolute overs in this field, I think. Yeah, well, I'm jumping on our man at the moment there, Mickey Costa, and this one goes around at 227. You can catch the missile there at 255, so it could be a nice little half an hour for Michael Costa fans. Uh, look, it's had two trials coming into this run, which just suggests it's ready to go first up. There's no working into a prep. Um, Jags, obviously, they're probably number one stable rider. Doesn't ride up here too much, I guess, unless Costa's got one. So if he's sticking with the ride, you know, doesn't let him get uh, bullied out of it. Um, the question's the gate, barrier 12. It's shown last prep that it probably wants it out in front as well. But, you know, as you said, Bean, everything in this field sort of leads. So they yeah. just could outdo themselves up front and, and we get a nice little sing and run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. um, well, we sound pretty clever. Um, this time two weeks ago, we wanted to be even cleverer. <laughs> Ended up with absolute mud all over our face. Because so clever got knocked over at the shorts. I think they absolutely truckloaded it that day too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just bringing up the the form guide now, but there's another horse far too easy, which again is two from two. Hasn't really done a lot wrong, but as we saw mm. last start, they were so clever. Things can go wrong. Um, 
Is it redemption time being for so clever? Yeah, I mean, I think so. It went down sort of, was it point two of a length, I think. You get the senior jock on board. Not that I have any queries with Jaden. He's a super jock. But drawn in four, um, it just had to do all the donkey work last start. If you rewatch it, like it was in behind. I think it was Luskin Hero that led them off around the corner. And so clever was the horse that just had to come out and sort of it, it dragged the whole field up and then just missed late. So, I mean, it'll be leading from barrier four alongside or inside far too easy, depending on how they jump out of the gates. And I just think, um, yeah, $2.20 is probably, it's, it's on the edge of <laughs> a, a launch bet, but I think, yeah, got to be with it again. I'm going to go the other way, mate. I think uh, far too easy is might be far too good for them. Uh, pretty untapped really obviously just the two starts for two wins and they've both been at Grafton which you know you've probably got to question that form a little bit but you're getting double the price compared to so clever I just think it's um it's two wins what are they you know he's bolted in two and a half lengths and then four lengths uh, last start beat Dayrani who came out and won at Ipswich pretty impressively beating Saka who then came out and brained them at the sunny coast on Sunday so they um that form's all sort of there he's drawn the inside Chris Costetta on board he's a uh, He's a well-travelled young jock and he knows the horse. So I'm happy to be with Far Too Easy in the seventh. Yeah, Lloydie, I'm with you there as well, mate. I like ganging up with you against the bean. It's always good fun to watch him <laughs> very with good us. But mm. uh, looks, looks to be a pretty easy Quinella as well. I mean, well, the market suggests that, doesn't it? Oh, I love saying that. It just makes you sound so smart. Um, but we're going to see Durrani go around in race one as well. So I think Durrani form is, you know, a bit better than what it sort of reads when you're looking at handicaps and blah, 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 blah. But we'll see it come to fruition in race seven. Now, boys, we got two more to get through. We're going to get stuck into race eight. And this, well, we've it's probably not the race of the day, but I reckon we've got the battle of the day. Uh, and unfortunately, they're both from the same bloody stable. So I don't know how you can pick against it, but you've got shooting for gold, which goes around in the reds there at what, a dollar, dollar eighty, dollar ninety, whatever mm-hmm. you want to write your ticket for, not how to get it. Totally Chando is totally flying, as we saw sort of first up. Steph Thornton goes on board, but you've got the uh, the Bailey Nordeth factor there on shooting for gold. I don't know. F Troops in there. Golan's got a few. I mean, you, you even go down, you've got. Uh, Freddie Foxtrot, who, again, Mugs, I'm sure you would have had a bet on Freddie over the years. It's a handy little field, but a few of these, I guess, on their day could shake the top two, but they haven't had their day for quite a long time. Yeah, that's it, mate. I um, My messages earlier in the week going, you know, how do you split these two? And I think just for the sole fact that I can't split the top two in the market, I'm going to shop a little bit wider with a bit of value. Um, Tardo Key, David Van Dyke and Jimmy Orman, the man of the moment, Look, this horse had four starts in Australia. I think it's very first start at Caulfield, came 11th of 11, then 15 of 15 at Rose Hill, 10 of 10 at Rose Hill before joining Mr. Van Dyke at the Sunshine Coast. Ran fourth behind, totally charmed at the 1,000. Uh, Been back to the trials, won the trial, and now gets, uh, you know, second up where it's had a couple of wins. I just, I just have a sense of timing about this I think on the hopefully it dries out a little bit gets to the good four because it'll be better there but mate uh, yeah no knock on the top two but just at the you know you get 480 the place about this rather than taking less than that for either the other two to win yeah well 
Mm, yeah, it's a no from me there, Lodi mate. Um, I think uh, I think the top two run in the top two, and um, I've sort of just gone the other way with um, totally charmed. It's drawn slightly better, though they're both sort of drawn out in this race. And um, for me, it's purely at the price. I don't really have too much to split them, but dollar eighty five and four sixty. You've got to, I've got to go the way of four sixty. Comes off, you know, it's three in a row and two in a row respectively. They're both probably close to as good as each other on their day but um yeah taking the the longer odds about totally charmed Mother? yeah boys we'll round out the trifecta with the favorite there i think that this horse just has well it's a four-year-old gelding totally charmed probably in the swan song of his career just think it's a bit more upside for the uh the gold factor there mate but look nothing would surprise me that's why we we do this <laughs> because Doombin and Eagle Farm Racing give you nothing but surprises. That's what I've got written down here on my notes anyway. Shooting for gold, totally charms, Tato, key trifecta. So that's, uh, might be Happy with that then. That sounds pretty good. Well, <laughs> as, as, long as, as, long as, as long as you don't throw Sir Barnabas and Blacklog in there, I think we'll be right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All righty. Well, boys, we've got pretty much up until this point. Um, that's why there's three of us. So we have lots of chances to find a winner. However, some days we just don't quite do that. And it's not our fault. It's all track conditions all the time up here in Queensland. You, you monks should know that by now if you've followed along for a while. But we've got a new segment. And uh, look, Sportsbet are going to come to the party here with a nice little kick into a charity of choice for the mug of the week. Um, so stay tuned, mugs, because this is going to be open to competition basis, I guess, loyal fans and followers you can send in a little bit of a tip of the week get yourself famous put yourself on tv on radio whatever you want to do you can do it this week we've got pretty much the uh she's self-proclaimed queen of toowoomba uh gabby doxy is on the line and this is what she's leaning into for you this week mugs good morning punters first of all i just want to thank the mugs for having me on as their first ever special guest to the best bet of the week uh, I'm absolutely chuffed to be here with all proceeds going towards my chosen charity. I think it's a great incentive and I'm really glad to be a part of it. Hope everyone's doing okay during the lockdown. I know it's pretty average at the moment, but there's a great day of racing. So I hope everyone runs a clinic on the punt. My best bet of the day is gonna be Sydney race eight, number seven in the Congo. I love this horse's first prep and I reckon he's come back bigger and stronger. Will have a bit of a task on his hands with that favorite, but I definitely think he'll be there about. So thank you again, boys. I love your work. I love what you're doing and uh, may the punting gods be with you all. All right, so there we go, Mugs. So fingers crossed we can get a little bit of momentum going with this Mug of the Week. And uh, I think it's gonna be an absolute surefire hit segment. What do you reckon it, Bing? Yeah, shoot, pretty good. They probably got more of an idea than I do. So, <laughs> so happy to get some. I'm happy to get some other information out there, which is uh, which is handy. We bought we bought Lordy on for a bit of that, but um, <laughs> he's sort of underperforming at best at the moment. So we need mm. all of us to lift this weekend, I reckon. <laughs> well, so I was going to say, I think I I was the um the the guest at one point, and now I'm here. So, Gabby, better watch out, mate. You might uh, rope her into. Yeah, well, on. good luck there, Gabby, and. Uh... <laughs> To be honest, it's not a mug of the week segment. That's your job interview. If you get it right, it doesn't matter if it pays $1.20. One of us is getting the boot. Um, <laughs> the pressure's really on. All right. Well, boys, we need to finish off with an absolute bang. And it looks like we've got that here. There's a man named Mr. Tony Gollan. He's the king of Queensland. 
He lines up with really discreet here, who comes back from a, uh, a successful win after a brave fourth there in, uh, was it the Rocky quality? Oh, Lloyd, I'll get you to elaborate on that. Uh, Rocky Newmarket, mate. Rocky Newmarket. But yep. if you looked at our socials throughout the week, particularly on Wednesday there, there's another horse from Barrier 9, Seeing is Believing, which is the other Golan runner. Bean, how are you looking at this one in the last? Yeah, he did the old other Golan runner yesterday at um yesterday at Eagle Farm, the old stitch up. They 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 came for um they came for the favorite in Corvo and then and then the other one gets the job done. Um I'm with Super Giant here though for the Costiard, actually. I am I'm happy to forgive completely last prep. Um he's flying, I think, brings it back here. Yes, it's not the right trip. Um, has one first up before um, two for four at the distance, which is a bit of a push. And I just think um, Gutham and Chester here will be forward and on pace. And I think at Doombin, if um, if he's back to his best, which I'm pretty sure they're bringing him back here, he will be with that astute yard. I'm happy to be with it. The twenty six dollars and six fifty, um, really discreet's been pretty impressive. But um, two dollars sixty in the last at Doombin, it's um, yeah, it's poison. Lloydie, how are you seeing this one, mate? Mate, I'm gone um, wide. Yeah, mate. Look, gone wide uh, again. I think you know, tipped it a couple of starts ago. Won at Ipswich, paid twenty six bucks at which end, then came out and smashed a very similar field uh, to this last time at Doomben at the same track and trip. Beat Roman Aureus, who probably not far from being in the sea alongside uh, Blacklog and uh, Sir Barnabas, mate. But <laughs> look, he he does rise. About two kilos or two and a half, yeah, two and a half kilos, and stays in the same grade, which is, you know, a little bit of a concern. Meets a couple of these worse off at the weights, but the weights, the way it's been winning and the form around it just keeps stacking up. And I, I just don't can't work out how you can have it uh, thirteen dollars. Um, you know, Owen Glue, never heard of him, the trainer, apart from at with Send, but he's doing something right. And Brad Stewart on is uh, only an extra bonus. So 13 bucks, happy to be on again. Yeah. Nice Lloydy. And you can get that 13 on sports bet. Cause I think a few mugs are uh, having a nibble at it right now. Cause it looks to be coming mm. in. Yeah. Look, I'm looking wide as well. I just think really discreet could burn up a bit of petrol too early there. Um, I don't really think it's a leader, but seems to be a bit of pace in this race. One that will just sit back and uh, smoke the pace behind snow zone from barrier 10. Eighteen dollars, you're getting a good each way price. Last start, put axe to the bang, the blade. <laughs> I was just thought you were going to say sword, didn't you? Um, look, albeit I guess axe was probably there for one more run that didn't probably need, but this horse just seems to grow an absolute set at Doomben. Um, it's ten from fourteen in the placings, with five of those being wins. Seven career wins to put to paper. Um, good track handles it, soft track handles it. So no matter what, sort of what conditions we get, informed Brisbane jock Andy Mellion on board for the Lees Yard. Not a bad little blowout chance for the Mugs in the last there. Is that an inside tip from uh, your good friend who's a strapper from, for Chris Lees' stable? No, no. Shout out to him. Uh, I might have to, to get the, the confidence because I know he reckoned he tipped it last up, but he didn't really let us know that he tipped it last up, did he? No, I didn't get that one. No, <laughs> you get another one. Boys, uh, and segment around the grounds before we get into our best bet. So, Bean, I'll get you to kick us off. Bean's banger plus, I know you're a bit of a sniffer around the grounds. What did you uh, remind us of what you tipped last week too and how that went? We should probably sort of recap these. 
what was it? Uh, was it was it two, I guess. I forget. The first one was the one at Caulfield. Ran no good. I've gone wide though. My best anywhere is sort of a bit rough again this week. Um, Beans banger, however. I'm just going with the banker. I think um, I think it was just super impressive last start. Uh, I mean, it's only a dollar eighty-five, so you're not getting much, but happy to be with it there. And then for the for the around the grounds, I'm making my way all the way down to famous Flemington, down to headquarters. And I um, I think in the sprint races down there, you can always sort of sniff a bit of value. These sort of $4.20, $4.40 pops, they don't tend to get the job done. A couple of drawn inside and out with pace. And I'm with um, I'm with one from barrier 13, number 13, Opinion. So Josh Richards gets a three kilo claim that it absolutely flies late, has super light, late sectionals. And I think, um, I think down at Flemington drawn out, it'll, um, it'll be pr- pr- pretty hard to beat 14 and 420. So happy to be with it each way all day. Yeah, mate. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to play a little double for the around the ground uh, with this week. We're going to go, going to go North for the first one to, uh, Townsville for the Townsville Cup. We've got good friends of the show, Will Pete and Will Holbert, the Mugs trainer. They've got Hale Manhattan, uh, Ryan Wiggins on board with the 61 kilos um, at the 2,000 metres. The brain's pretty much the same field at Mackay in the Cup last start, and he's uh, you know trained on and gone even better. Uh, the other one, race seven, number seven at Flemington, Hosier, uh, unbeaten from three starts in Victoria. He's brained them in all three of those, and I think he will brain them again. So dollar seventy, and I think Hale Manhattan's gone up about two eighty. So you're probably going to get you know about five bucks for that double, and I think they both win. Beautiful. And you're uh, you're best at Doomben, mate. What did you tell us? Best at Doomben. Um, we're going to go contemptuous uh, for around that four twenty mark. Like I said, just that form last prep behind. We own a smart one, Amishi, uh, Doctor. Why not on the move? That is too good for these. Beautiful there, mates. Uh, look, Moz's must-have. I'm going at race six. Could be race of the day. That man Costa, mate. That the leading strike rate trainer in Australia. Just places are perfect. She can sing about four bucks. I think it can uh, show us it could be a bit of a smart one. Um, and around the grounds, there's one at Newcastle. Race seven. Mugs. Race seven at Newcastle. Military <laughs> expert. Uh, so last start was back off the map there at Rose Hill after a... Um, Look, bobbed out, I think, against King of Sparta, who I think goes all right as well. But for the Nisham Yard, you've got Brody Loy on board. I think they're just sending it out bush to get the maiden. There's no prices available yet, Muggs. So it could jump up $1.20. It could jump up $15. I'll look like an absolute guru either way. So that's what you've got. It will be dead set $1.40 in that. <laughs> just multi them up then, Muggs. <laughs> Let's just say, let's just say, two dollars sent out to subscribe. That's it. Into uh, into Hell Manhattan, you get it. into into Hosey. Yeah, there you go. There's a travel. We'll leave we'll leave Bean out for that. <laughs> to sound for a bit. I hope you weren't hanging shit on me, uh, boys. Anything to add? It's a it's a nice little card going over it now. This is the false hope of confidence mm. we get every week. But um, look, we're going to be in lockdown, so we'll be watching them. Course, like a hawk, mugs. If there's any good stuff, we'll throw the tipping comp out. Feel free to send a few tips out our way. Yeah, that's it. I reckon the only uh, only other thing to add really is um, obviously nominations for the the big three races at the uh, end of the year in Melbourne, Cox Plate, Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup. 
released uh, during the week, and we've got four Queensland runners in there, mate. So I think uh, Michael Costa's got perfect steel nominated, and um, Flash are nominated for the Melbourne Cup as well, and then obviously Alligator Blood and Alpine Edge in the Cox Plate. So it's uh, Queensland's fine, mate. There you go. Uh, well, we, we might look at that during the week and uh, hopefully, well, if we're out of lockdown, we can have a bit of a chat next week on maybe some early early mm. looks at maybe a horse that's a little bit over the odds in the market. We can snag a good little juicy futures play on. Bean, anything to add, mate, for the mugs? Finish us no, off. No, mate, just keen to get back to the track. I didn't get there last week, obviously, so hopefully lockdown ends and we can uh, yeah get amongst the sports bet combo because there's some sweet prizes there for the people, so... And you could just get lucky. <laughs> that's that's the key with horse racing. <laughs> Thanks, Muggs. Thanks very much. Thanks, Muggs. Thank you. <laughs>